to our one and only podcast ever. Today we are talking about fake news. My name is Eva and I think everybody already knows what fake news are. And if you don't, you may already affect it. So in this century of social media, communication and exchange about news and information, it's way too easy to fake something. Fake news is false or misleading information to deceive readers into believing it is credible and true information. These days fake news are also used for making money. I mean most of the YouTubers are using clickbait or they just edit their videos to something better. And this video editing is also a big problem because if you see a video you probably more likely believe what you see than if you just read something about it. So video is said to be the next frontier of fake news. But also in politics, fake news play a big role. I mean, Donald Trump is probably the best example of how, peop how easy it is to just say something wrong and repeat it so often till the society believes it. But there is a difference between weaponized information and propaganda. So propaganda is information that might be true, but is often exaggerated, false or misleading. It is used to influence public opinions to help a person or an organization or the government. Weaponized information is sometimes known as cognitive hacking. It is content that is used as an attack to create harm, change beliefs or behaviors and support the goals of attackers. Propaganda, conspiracy theories, social media bots, computer hacking and stealing of data, intentional lies and disinformation can all be methods of weaponized information. In many cases, successful weaponization of information requires action to be taken by the receives of the information. Governments, individuals and organizations are weaponized informations to further their goals and purpose. So I have an expert here today, his name is Karl Moritz and he will explain us a little bit more about fake news and how to handle fake news. I'm just gonna ask him a few questions and he will help us. So my first question would be like currently many people are receiving questionable messages about the coronavirus, especially via messenger services and social networks like Telegram. And what do you think, what is the best way to tell whether a message is true or not? A simple and usually good check is to Google News again. Debunking initiatives like Mimikama and FactCheck are currently working very intensively. Corrections can be found there for a large number of false reports that are currently circulating. You should also be particularly careful with alleged eyewitness reports. The brother of my hairdresser is a doctor in Italy and says that's how rumor starts very often at the moment. So what types of disinformation need to be distinguished? At the moment I would differentiate between three types. On the one hand there are large conspiracy theories that are similar to the classic conspiracy theories. The Chinese, the Jews, the Americans or even some internet entrepreneurs have brought the virus into the world. A new hotspot could develop in circles with an affinity for naturopathy. Of course, that doesn't apply to everyone. There are very many not sensible homeopathic doctors 
who simply support conventional medical practitioners, but there are also individual actors who due to their distance from conventional medicine make strange claims. Corona is nothing but a normal flu. You only get really sick through fear. Of course, there have been fake studies in the past, for example on the subject of vaccinations, but I currently have the impression that fake news in this area is increasing relatively strongly and there are WhatsApp rumors, obscure tips on how to stay healthy, rumors about evil gangs who are taking advantage of the situation, fake eyewitness reports of all kinds. And why is it that this information generally spreads so well? Of course, I can only answer that somewhat more reliably from a technical perspective. Here I see the very fast networks that enable real-time dissemination as a strong multiplier. There is hardly any effort and no costs for the disseminators. If the users are already sitting expectantly at their end devices and want to supply their own network with information, then the information spreads almost without delay. Anyone who otherwise might have read and processed their messages after work may now be sitting in their home office and responding much faster to the messages. So what would you say? What is your advice to people about how to deal with such, such messages? Never share anything that hasn't been checked again. What cannot be checked simply cannot be shared. I think users also have very different attitudes towards the news. With some campaigns, I have the feeling that some people pass them on as bizarre entertainment. Others then receive them and consider them to have been checked by the sender. Take over the message in combination with the reputation of the sender. Then a joke can quickly turn into uncertainty. I would therefore advise you to think carefully about how the message will be received by the recipients. And what should I do if I receive a questionable message? Googling the message and if you come across a correction, then share it. At the same time, you shouldn't expose the sender, but show understanding that something like this can currently happen and then kindly point out how you can prevent it so that you don't share fake news. What do you think? How can this problem be solved in a large scale? Network operators also have to take on more responsibility. Currently, they are partially doing this. But more should happen here. Otherwise, only education helps and everyone can contribute if he or she communicates accordingly in their own networks. Twitter in particular is making marking fake news and attaching a link to a brief fact check. YouTube deletes fake news videos. So, thank you very much, Karl Moritz. I think you made it a little bit clearer how people can like, find out if an information is true or not. Um, thank you also for listening. That was it with our podcast. I'm really happy this is done now because it's really cringy to hear my voice all the time. But thank you very much and hopefully never hear you again.